welcome to episode six of the Ronin Geek official podcast. This is Alex, and with us today we have... Rob. That was a really flashy intro. It was really flashy, <laughs> wasn't it? I've been practicing. And that's actually it. We're the only two again this week. Uh, however, it's going to be an action-packed episode. We are going to talk about Deadpool uh, in great detail. So a lot of spoilers going on. Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2. Right. We can also talk about the first Deadpool if you really want, but no, I don't wanna I don't wanna talk about it. <laughs> it's no, all yeah, about Deadpool yeah. too. No, uh, and would be fine. We'll kick it off with some just quick news updates and also what we've been playing and then kinda get into it. Uh, I figured we could do a little bit of non spoiler at first, like just for five minutes to kinda say what we thought of the film, go through all that. Okay. High level bird's sure. eye view. <laughs> and then uh, we'll dig deeper and uh, get into the spoiler part which I will uh, tag uh, in post, so nobody nobody has to hear anything they don't want to hear quite yet. The good news is it's already been out for over a week, so if you haven't seen it yet, get yeah. on the ball, man. That's our that's our embargo, right? On information, it's one week. You get one week. Yeah, it's, sometimes <laughs> two if we're really lazy. <laughs> this is our self-imposed bar embargo from Ronan Geek Official Podcast. Yeah. Is one week. One yeah. week. Yeah. Once you hit a week, sorry guys, all bets are off. It's happening. Yeah. Unless we haven't seen it. Unless then, we haven't then, seen it. And then it's not happening. It could be two weeks then. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This is not an exact One science. One to two weeks. This is not an exact science by any stretch of the imagination. Or five months if we've been really behind. <laughs> yeah, that'll be like, what's this movie from The Rock coming out? The Tower movie? Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, well, Skyscraper. He's got, like, he's got one arm. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, he's yeah. got one leg. That's it, sorry, he's got one and leg. And he will certainly... At some point in the beat film, somebody to death with beat his somebody to death with his oh, own yeah. leg. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna that that kind of just has to happen, right? Well, and in the trailer, they're showing him jumping what appears to be uh, a thousand feet or something between two buildings. I don't know. It's not a thousand feet. It's pretty far, though. It's pretty far. Well, I mean, he was just in uh, Rampage, right? So I figured he picked up some tips and tricks from the uh, gorilla. <laughs> I just always assume that the actor is the same character in each movie. Oh! And you just tie them together. The Rockverse. Yeah, yeah, the Rockverse. So what is it? It has Baywatch. Yeah, yeah. He's at one point he was a lifeguard. Yeah, yeah. It's got it's got Fast and Furious. Yep. So he did some. Yeah, yeah. It's got what was the one you just said? Rampage. Rampage. Yeah. So at the time when he was working at the zoo with his fellow gorilla. Yeah, Jumanji. Yeah, it was where he found the gorilla. And we didn't know because Juma- there was a first Jumanji with Rob Williams back in the day, and yeah. that was even part of the Rock verse. We just didn't know it. Yeah, yeah, it was the preamble, right? Yeah. It was yeah. the origin story, Maybe if you will. that could have been the origin story to the entire Rockverse. Could have been. Yeah, because he potentially came from Jumanji, because that's his character in the game, mm-hmm. right? The character in the game is a big muscle man, right. The Rock. Yeah. So he came into our world, into the real world, from the game. Yeah, it's it's really entertaining to do this for like someone like Tom Cruise, too. It's like he's oh. got like acting roles all over the place. The Tom Cruise-verse, the mummy plus Top Gun. Yeah, and then of plus course, Days interview, of Thunder. Interview with a Vampire. Plus day, <laughs> plus yes. Interview with a Vampire. Yeah, man. Oh, man, The Rock versus The Cruise the, versus... Mission Impossible? Major shared universe. Yeah. Major yeah. shared universe. It's pretty exciting, guys. We'll have to dig deeper on that one in a future episode. <laughs> Sounds legit, though. So, news items for this week. Battlefield Five. big news in the trailer, showcasing women, which is pretty cool. So, women in the battlefield averse. That's what I'm calling it. The first. Everything's yeah. just a verse. Though. Yeah, everything's a verse, yeah. All right, I can dig it. Yeah, I can see, like, that's entertaining because the, the whole thing, everybody who's commenting on videos and whatnot yeah. on that video are, like, divided between historical accuracy and mm-hmm. and inclusivity. So that's, yeah, it's interesting, though, because, I mean, there are, there are instances yeah. where women were um, fighting the war. Mm-hmm. That's not 
that's not unknown. Yeah, like yeah, it was uh, they were underground in the French Resistance. They fought yeah. alongside on on the lines with British forces as well. Yep. So yeah, yeah, women, women, uh, at least in the Allied, uh, in the, the Allied. Allied well, yeah. the Ru Russian women fought. Uh, yeah, Russian women as well. As well. Yeah. Yep. Also played a major role in the Cold War. And actually, I think a, a lot of German women took up arms too, uh, especially mm -hmm. near the end. Yeah. Yeah, when it came yeah. to just defending homes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, World War Two, not a pretty event. You know, I don't care. You know what? I, if I was dice, you know what I would do? I'd just say, screw you. This game is going to end with a sword battle between Winston Churchill and Adolf Hitler. Because yeah. I don't care about historical accuracy. We're here to make a game that's fun. See, I was thinking more like they each have, like, jousting things, and they drive oh, tanks at each other, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Jousting tanks. That's great. Jousting tanks. Yeah. So that's or they uh, could like drive them past each other and they have swords and there's like sword fighting like a very nice choreographed sword fight. That's a game I'd buy. Yeah. And I haven't bought a Battlefield game since I like 1942. Know, I don't know how I'd react to that game. I'd be like, this is amazing. I should probably get this, but this also looks horrible. <laughs> but you can also be a woman, Winston Churchill. So they're going like full blown uh, historical inaccuracy. Yeah. Screw it. Whichever way you want to go. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's. That's that's how historical remembrance works these days. We just sort of pick and choose the pieces we like and we want like to remember. And yeah. remember, yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> and what I remember is tank jousting between Winston Churchill and Adolf Hitler. So throw in Mussolini too. Why not? Yeah, why not? Some Stalin. Yeah, man. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Who else can, uh, who else can we FDR. He was already on wheels. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Historically God speaking. Damn. <laughs> Isn't that because of like polio or something? Oh my God. Great president. Great we president. Are, I don't really don't... Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. You the New be, Deal, baby. The yeah, New Deal. Battle. That's what they'll call it. Battlefield, colon, five, colon, the New Deal. Yeah. Yeah. Did you just want to say colon? Yeah, <laughs> twice. Yeah. Why can't we have more semicolon, man? You could... Well, like yeah. So middle colon. You could. You could. So it would be... Yeah, so it would be Battlefield... So no, Battlefield, colon, five, semicolon, the New Deal. Yeah, okay. That's somewhat accurately. Yes. Yeah. The new hit game from EA and Dice Studios. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we're past that. A little bit of grammatical. Yeah. Well. I'm, I'm using the wrong word. I don't know. No, no, it's fine. Uh, I think uh, syntax. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, know, no, no, no. Yeah. No, it's good. It's right. Good. So that that's what we've just done. So yeah, we, we should stop this before I pigeonhole myself with something else. So. Okay. Well, yeah. I've already pigeonholed myself because I actually was <laughs> an English major. Oh, yeah. University. That's what my degrees are in, is in English, specifically oh, okay, writing. So then, so then if I... So yeah, okay. University is going to call and, like, regretfully rescind my yeah. degree at this point. We're going to need that back. <laughs> I won't say what oh, school. Careful. You're going to spill your their uh, sake. drink oh. on your lap. Oh, I already there. did, actually. Yeah. That already happened. Right as I warned you. Yeah. So maybe I should have hey, warned you. Hey, hand me the you. scarf. Oh. This should, be, this should be on the podcast. Yeah, this is well. This is just giving a listeners into the fact that there is a random scarf on on the recording desk that I use to uh, wipe things up. Um, oh, dude, I spilled a bunch on myself. God, How did I managed to do this. Where are you five? Yeah, apparently. Good gracious, just coffee, people. It's just coffee. All right, next bit of news. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. So Nintendo has announced that finally, once and for all, the NES Classic. Is coming out for pre-order. Yeah, I don't believe you. Yeah. No, that, it, honestly, this they just announced. So it's going up for pre-order again. I guess this is supposed to be round two. Uh, is it like going to be pre-order in the sense of so they can gauge how many they need to put out there? 
Well, that that's what we're seeing? always allegedly the or reason why. Or is this pre-order and then oh, we're taking it off pre-order? <laughs> well, if they don't get enough, yeah. No, they're gonna get too many. No, for the NES Classic, this came out in 2016. The actual, like, yeah, the, it's already come out once. No, I know that, yeah. but like they stopped because they ran out, right? Well, yeah, they did a run of it, yeah. and then they're like, okay, well, whatever. And there's clearly a market for it. Yeah, my my thing is is. Well, they just had the SNES Classic last year, which was a big hit. So I actually own one. It's awesome. I play it quite often, actually. Yeah, I need to get one of those. So it's super good. Super good. SNES one would be a little bit more enjoyable, I think. I think. I, think I mean, so the too, NES yeah. is fine and well. Like, it was one of my first systems, but... Well, the games didn't hold up quite as well, I feel like. Well, they're just dated at yeah. this point. I mean, like, there used to be, like, one, one-man crews behind mm. games. Mm -hmm. You'd have, like, two or three people if you were lucky. Yeah. Studios were very small. Not like today, where it's a multi-billion-dollar industry, and <laughs> well, with certain games too, like Super Mario World, which I've mentioned before on the podcast. You know, Super Metroid, uh, you know, Donkey Kong Country, even to some extent, have held up. They're still good platformers or action platformers That's by fair. today's standards, yeah. right? Uh, some of them not so much, right? So, like, I was even playing the Super Mario RPG, still a good game, but in terms of like the grand scope of, you know, especially Square and NX yeah. RPGs, right, has fallen quite far behind and did so pretty quickly. Yeah, that that's always yeah, that's interesting. There used to be Squaresoft back then too. Yeah, and why wasn't Chrono Trigger on the SNES Classic? Like on the, on the re-release? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a mobile game though. You get it on your phone. Oh, is it? Yeah, you oh. get that in Final Fantasy Tactics. Nice, nice. Actually, I have. Uh, I did get Dragon Quest Eight, and I've also had Final Fantasy Seven. Nice. Yeah. So I've been yeah. dabbling a bit in the uh, phone RPGs. The phone RPG market. Yeah. If you're looking for a good survival game for your phone, by the way. Uh, pick up, ooh, Neo Scavenger. Neo Scavenger. Yeah, it's actually on Steam as well. Oh, okay. It's uh, a starter on Steam. Yeah, starter on Steam. Yeah. Uh, I think it's one guy, or it might be like one guy and a couple people after he started making some sales. Hmm. Uh, but it takes place actually in Detroit. Oh yeah. Area, that in like that area. Yeah. No kidding. Does so they have like realistic uh, well, geographic? It's, it's post mm, Not really. It's oh, post right. uh, post apocalyptic. Yeah. And Detroit's actually, like, one of the few cities that's, like, advanced still. Mm. But everywhere else is just, like, completely desolated. Yeah. I guess it's called, like, New Detroit or something. I don't yeah. know. But uh, the game is very much, like, you're scavenging very, very much true to the name. Yeah. Like, for, like, shoes so that you don't, oh. like, ruin your feet when nice. you're walking. And, like, you can move Do your so feet far. have HP? Yeah, everything on your body has a status. Oh, yeah, you can actually like cuts, bruises. You actually need to like medically wrap. And I was saying it's like skills. a joke. And no, it was no, true. no, yeah, it's <laughs> it was the true. big thing too is shoes. They like they sell so much for so much in that game, huh. which would make sense, right? Yeah. Because like shoes is a dying industry at that point. Is money money or is like bottle caps money? Oh wow, that's a good question. I think it's money. Is it actually just regular money yeah. still is being used? Yeah. So even though there's no more gold standard, because yeah, there or there, or there might be the gold standard mm. still is just. Like the the masses have been yeah. effectively okay. collected. Interesting. Interesting. It's a good game. Yeah. Uh, what was it called? Neo Scavenger. Neo Scavenger. Okay. Yeah. So this is an official promotion. I guess so. from Rona Geek Official did, Podcast. Did not even mean to even bring it up. <laughs> no, I'm good. I was just thinking about. It. I was like, oh yeah. I'm sure they'll cut us a game. check. I'm sure they'll cut us a check and send it our way. Like, what Blue Bottle Games? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Blue Bottle Games. No. <laughs> no, no, it's a, uh, it's a. Uh, it's worth taking a look. We promote a lot on here. In fact, I'm about to promote more because I've been playing a couple good games on the Switch. Uh, so some Nindy titles. 
Nindy titles? Nindy. Nindy, yep. Yeah. Like Indies, only Nintendo. Okay. So Nindies, right. yeah. Nindies. And right. then uh, the first one is Saturday Morning RPG. Right, yeah you're, yeah. yeah, you're showing me that one. Yeah, so, and it's a 2D RPG uh, with some 3D backgrounds. This is very sort of simplistic art style. But the yeah. game is just jam-packed with references to 80s and 90s uh, cartoons and pop culture. I still got to get through Retro City Rampage. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Retro City. Yeah, that was similar in a lot of Retro City Rampage, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That was super good. Yeah. I enjoyed it, yeah. That was another it one just packed with a bunch of... Uh, references like yeah. GTA and yeah. stuff, like all the old yeah. ones, yeah. Like, in the in the first five minutes, there's references to, like, Back to the Future, Ninja mm-hmm. Turtles, Transformers, right. yeah, yeah, tons of stuff. Uh, same thing with Saturday Morning RPG, except the only difference is this is a full-on turn-based combat, as yes. opposed to just a original GTA clone, yeah. uh, with all the references packed in. Really, really good, though. So I've probably put, I don't know, probably somewhere around eight or ten hours into it. It's only a $12 game. Uh, in Canada, anyway, on the Nintendo eShop. Uh, Cheaper in the U.S. <laughs> probably. It's probably 10 bucks. Probably 10 bucks. Yeah, yeah 8, or, 8 or 10 bucks, yeah. yeah. So, really good really good investment, though. The other one is Yonder. So, I've been playing Yonder. I've been looking at Yonder. So, that one that one had a little bit bigger of a release. Uh, it didn't start on the Switch. It actually came from... It was PC, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm sure it started on Steam. That would make sense for this game. I actually don't know if Yonder was on Steam first. Or if Yonder was its own thing. So it's actually called Yonder the Cloud Catcher Chronicles. Right. Uh, it originally came out... Oh, no, it came out originally for PlayStation 4 and Windows. So it was a PC game at some point. Yeah, yeah. And then it was made by a studio called Prideful Sloth. Uh, and it was originally released 18th name. July. Yeah. yeah, they got a funny logo, too. It's like a lazy sloth. Sloth, yeah. yeah. It's funny. With too much pride on yep. the face, like smug. And then it just came to Nintendo Switch uh, in the last week or so. Uh, I, I was skeptical to pick it up at first, but the reviews and ratings have all been pretty good for it. Uh, on Steam, it's currently running uh, 9 out of 10 in terms of total 1,493 reviews. So in the U.S., it's only 25 bucks on Steam. However, on Nintendo Switch up here, it's 40 bucks. That's where my trepidation came in. That's half the price up here of a regular price game. However, I have gotten about 20 hours out of it so far, and I'm just over 50% done yeah and the setup of the game is like open world uh there is no combat so there's nothing that can kill you I actually like that it's cool some games are super enjoyable without combat yeah it's like a zen-like state of peace as you play no there's been a couple of games like that um few and far between and fewer of them are actually engaging enough to keep with but uh that one in particular looked fun yeah and it has full-on Farming, a la, and, and animal raising, a la Harvest Moon. Yeah. Oh, did we ever touch on Stardew Valley's multiplayer now? No, I didn't know there was multiplayer. Yeah. yeah on Even the PC. for the Switch? Not, for, not yet, no. Oh, it's just coming, for the PC. Though, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, um, it's pretty excellent, actually. So, like, people just will... You build a small hut on your farm, okay. effectively, and they can move in. Oh, and, yeah? And they get full control over their characters. They can also romance villagers, just like oh, you yeah. can. So can they romance the people you've already romanced? Like your sloppy seconds of villagers? Yeah. yeah, I think so. That's amazing. Can, um, can they mess with your crops? Yeah, yeah. Well, they can help to the whole farm. Can they mess with your cat? I think so. Yeah. Oh no. But I don't think they can like throw it in the yeah. Lake I know, yeah. <laughs> All you can do is pretty much just like yeah, acknowledge just, like, the you cat, can acknowledge it, and you yeah. can give it water. <laughs> yeah. That's it's, it. And most of the time, I don't even give it water, and it's still wow, around. Wow, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I always forget to. Short days. Yeah. Short days in Stardew Valley. Oh, man, this cat doesn't need water. Yeah, I've played for like 50 hours and only watered the cat like twice. Watered the cat? You just <laughs> dump water on the cat? I'd be like, this is how cats work, Here you work, go, right? cat. 
<laughs> cats cats drink water and that's it. Just osmos the water. <laughs> yeah, figure it out. I don't care if it's winter. Get outside. So yeah, yonder's not too dissimilar in that. Uh, however, the the big difference is you have multiple farms. So you have multiple farms you can set up to that's cool. do however you want. Uh, so there's farms in like a wooded area, farms in like a plains area, farms in a snowy area, uh, and one in a desert area. I mean, but so. it's as good as No Man's Sky. Oh man, <laughs> I would say 99% of games I've played are better than No Man's I, I, Sky. I didn't want I didn't want a serious response to that. Yeah, No yeah. Man's Sky is a fantastic tech demo though. Yeah. Oh, great tech demo. Like, like technologically, that game is solid. Yeah. So five year, five years out, wise. if they keep developing it, it'll be a great game. <laughs> It would be. Yeah. Like, you know, in all seriousness, though, if they actually didn't abandon that project yeah. and they refined it and they did, like, a remaster, re release. Actually, I, didn't it already come out on Xbox One? Maybe. That's showing. Well, doesn't show it quite yet. Must not be out yet. July 24th. So, July 24th, No Man's Sky comes out on uh, Xbox One. It'll be, it'll be somewhat more of a complete game in so much as they actually have base building now, but like I was talking about before, the it, base building is wonky. Yeah, yeah, it has teleporting bases. Yep. Which yep. is great if you want a teleporting base. Oh, if, so you, if, if that's what you're looking for. If your goal in a game is to have a teleporting base that you've spent hours building... In a particular you, location. Then you are in luck. If not, then good luck because you're not going to be able to find your base. <laughs> I think probably prudent advice would be to build the foundation for your base the point where it's like where you can go back to it right mm. and mm. leave and then see if and, it's then, still there. and then come back see where it moves mm. and then build a little more leave come back and see if it still hasn't moved then from that yeah. point then you're like okay this is actually where it's going to be and what i like too is they added in um a mode without sentinels oh so, did they yeah it's a creative mode in no man's sky it was in an update recently really yeah i would actually be more interested in playing that yeah me too because i hated the sentinels yeah they're just getting irritating they were just dumb like you couldn't even like on some of the planets you couldn't even step out the door okay but it's without like, these things coming after you so it's like creative mode but i mean is everything else still yeah. the same so everything else just, is the they same just get rid of the bodies. just no sentinels animals will still come after you though like uh, uh oh, aggressive what animals ships? what about ship combat is that still... ships will still come after you so creative mode is really just saying no sentinel mode. yeah yeah no sentinel mode okay yeah ships in space will still come after you uh you still run into battles random battles that's cool. And then, uh, and then aggressive animals will still come after you. But, okay, uh, that, well, that's, that would be actually fun to play. Yeah, because the Sentinels were, in my mind, the worst part of that game. Just, yeah, they didn't seem to serve any particular purpose. Other than just to frustrate you. Yeah. Yeah, and put you off of whatever mission you were on. I was surprised they didn't actually patch them out, because they didn't serve a purpose other than to be irritating. Yeah, and they did add in a bunch of incremental missions, too. So now you can take missions from a whole bunch of different people on oh, the okay. motherships. So, and, okay. and they added in, did you see the freighter system they added in? No. Okay, so they added in freighters. You can hijack your own freighter, or like buy it off people. Yeah. And then you have a massive ship that you can call into the sky above you, no matter what planet you're on. Mm -hmm. And it'll shoot in, ba -ba, right above your head, and you see it like up in space above yeah. you. And then you can fly out to it, and you can store, I don't know how many ships it is, four, at least 12 ships in them. Wow. So, like okay. fighter ships. So you can, so this instead of like carrier. abandoning... Your last ship or whatever, you can but now keep up to 12. do you get pilots so that they can jump in your ships that you're not using and help you fight in space combat? Nope. See, that would be cool. Again, five years down the road, maybe yeah. that's something we get. I'm hoping that that's something that Star Citizen does, NPC crews. I hope that that's done well. Yeah. 
because yeah. that'll flush out like big fleet engagements, give yeah. it a little more. Yeah, I really want to play the beta for that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you should spend by some time. Yeah, because uh, I've got access to well, it. First, first I have to upgrade my uh, graphics card. Well, I'll, sh I'll show it to you so you can see mm -hmm. what it's like. But yeah, it's I really want to see it. Despite what people will tell you, it if it continues on its path, it will become a solid game. Maybe yeah. not everything that was promised, but I think that is certainly within their grasp. Well, I've shamefully dumped like over 30 hours into No Man's Sky, so I'm sure Star Citizen will more than live up to expectations. Yeah, no, I'm actually worried when Star Citizen comes out that I'm not going to have time for any other game. Yeah, really? Yeah. That's great news. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, that obviously is subject to change with the development cycle. Yeah. Game. So I would recommend Yonder in the end uh, for anyone looking to play a good game on the Switch, even though, you know, in the Canadian market it's currently $40. In the U.S., I'm sure it's 30 or 35 or somewhere around there. Uh, definitely worth it on the Switch. So it's a nice pick-up-and-play game. Uh, you can accomplish something even in a short period of time, and it's relaxing. So, because you're not getting... You know, yeah, I can, down see by it. I can see it as a as a good Switch pickup. Yeah. I don't have a lot of good Switch games. Like I have a few good Switch games. Mm -hmm. I mean, majority of them are still just co op stuff. Like, what's it? Um, that cooking game. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Overcooked. I can't remember the name. Overcooked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a couple of cooking games on there. There's also like Battle Chefs. Is Battle Chefs on there? I think so. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, more and more, man. So, uh, you've also been playing some things as well. What have you been up to? Uh, oh god. Yeah, going from, like, <laughs> Nintendo Switch, the Yonder, not very peaceful game, then, what is Rob playing? Oh yeah, the opposite of that. <laughs> Which um, is? Hunt Showdown has been the one that I've been playing a lot of. That one I don't know much about. Okay, so, uh, yeah, did I not mention that one? Uh, Hunt Showdown is, um... Call it a multiplayer, uh, like, team deathmatch, I guess you could say. Some people compare it to um, a battle royale. I don't think that that's accurate. It's got too many RPG elements and is more uh, in, more akin to, um, a, like, two-on-two-on-two-on-two two two on two on two, uh, deathmatch game with objectives. So, like... The whole thing about this game here is, yeah, you're so you're you're a bounty hunter. You'll you play with a friend, and it's set in what looks like a wild west setting. Um, a wild west esque setting. Yes. Okay. So there's a lot of hellspawn that are uh, roaming around the area. Oh. I think they're in the swamps of Louisiana. Is it Doom meets the swamps of Louisiana? Yeah. Okay. That's actually not an inaccurate <laughs> way to put it. But the whole point of the game is there's contracts to kill these um, creatures. Yeah, and death, death is permanent. You can lose your characters. In oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. That's becoming more of a popular thing. I, I actually quite enjoy it. So, yeah, see how like, it's showing different like contract mm -hmm. spawn zones and whatnot. So, like, you either are hunting a uh, giant spider or this creature called the Butcher, which, mm. if you know what the Butcher is from Diablo, it's effectively the same thing, but in an FPS game. Oh, okay. Um, Wild. Yeah. Uh, or there's even contracts to fight to try and take out both. Crazy. So, yeah, you have this... There's ability. some sort of tracking mode? Yep, yep. So, yeah. uh, what it is, is you're going through collecting these, like, hints. Uh, they're essentially, like, loose portals to hell. And uh, you're closing them, and as you close them, it kind of locks off sections of the map until yeah. you narrow down oh. to where the creature is. Okay. But the thing is, though, that 
you are one team of two, there are other teams of two. Mm-hmm. And when you kill the creature, somebody might then just come and kill you. Yeah. Like, let you do all the heavy lifting and then try and kill you as you try to That's evacuate. extremely cool. So, because it's, it's all so objective-based. Yeah. But the thing is, though, they made some pretty interesting changes to the game now. So, it's not just, oh, I'm going to do all the work, I'm going to get this thing, and I'm going to try and get out and get killed by some jackass mm-hmm. who's just camping near the extraction right. point. There's multiple extraction points, but yeah. anyway. The, the way that it works now is you get points for each stage of the hunt you do. Oh, and that provides the balance. Yeah. So even if somebody does kill you at the very last second. I mean, you're, you'll still be down, but if, yeah. if you do get through the whole thing, though, now you get a boatload of experience yeah. and cash. Well, that's good. Yeah. So they've been balancing it out, and they've been uh, making like they've been making changes to the terrain to make it so that defending players who have just killed a creature have a better time. Easier time defending. What's that? Is that a hellhound? Yeah, it's a hellhound. Ooh. Yeah, there's hellhounds, zombies, uh, these things called hives. They're like these girls in like kind of ghostly white dress rags. Oh, like that? Yep. And they have these like insects that swarm them and will shoot at you. Oh, crazy. The ribs are all sticking out. Oh, it's all, yeah, it's all all creepy shit. Crazy. Then there's uh, a couple of other creatures. One of them is like an armored skeleton. Um, And then there's another one that's like a big meaty guy with a bunch of leeches. Oh, yeah, this guy. That's the one. Oh, right. Yeah, he looks cool. But, yeah, the cool thing about the game is uh, your account levels up, so you get experience and equi- uh, equipment and traits and stuff for your account, And then, uh, but your characters are... Um, they can potentially die permanently. So if your character dies in the game, it's gone. Mm. Uh, but your account has um, consistency in, okay. in leveling up. Okay. And you're, if you keep your character alive, they can become pretty powerful. But, I mean, to kill a character is not very hard. So what happens for a tenured account where they have to start a new character? Do you start with any buffs or bonuses? Um, not necessarily. But you, So what you do is you recruit a new hunter, and they'll come with a usually a trait, um, two guns, or like a gun and like a melee mm-hmm. weapon, and uh, usually a couple tools, so maybe mm-hmm. like, um, like a spyglass or some flares or... Like uh, Molotov. Yeah. Yeah. So. But there's uh, no character creation. You just recruit. Yeah, they're randomly generated characters. Oh, okay. Um, so I mean, you get like a, you usually pick between four, and then if you want new ones, you just play a match, and you'll get a new cycle of four. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah. And, and if you ever get to the point where you're like broke, you get like these cold like things that are called like tier zero hunters, like really bad. And then I mean, you can get through with them. You also said you were playing uh, Warhammer, a new Warhammer game. Oh, not new Warhammer necessarily. I mean, the new DLC is coming out for it, which is the for the standard for the RTS Warhammer. Yeah, so okay. that's Total War Warhammer Two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've been yeah I've been playing that too much recently. I think probably. Well, how, uh, how long how long would you say you've been playing Total War? Total War games in general. Yeah. Um, since I was like. I don't know. Find out when uh, when does Shogun Total War come out? The original one. Let's see. Because I downloaded that on a dial-up connection. Oh my god. Uh, let's see. Nineteen ninety. Oh no! Announced in nineteen ninety nine. Released in June two thousand. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. I played it. I played it. That's amazing. That year. 
I can't believe the Total War series has been around for that yeah. long. So I've been playing since then. I've played every iteration of the game. So it was like, first it was Shogun, then it was Rome. Uh, yeah, it was Shogun, and they had Shogun Barbarian Kingdoms. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, back in the day when expansions uh, were expansions, not DLC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. full games. Yeah, full Interesting. Games. Um, and uh, actually, I think Shogun was one of the first actual downloadable games online. I could be wrong on that. But mm, I think you're probably right. That was about the time period. Yeah. 1999, 2000. Um, then, after, after that, we had Shogun, Rome, Medieval... Oh, yeah. Uh, I played Medieval. What else then? Medieval 2, of course. Mm -hmm. um, what else was out? Something else was out before. Then there was like Shogun 2. That's crazy. Man. 2, so many. Attila. Is it the same studio the whole time? Creative Assembly? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. I think it's Creative Assembly's been the studio, studio the whole time. Are they the developer? Are they not maybe the studio? They're the. Oh, man. I'm getting. All my information is jumbled up together. But anyway, yeah, it's a good series. Um, and then, of course, recently they've been delving into fantasy, so now we have Total War uh, Warhammer, which is a far cry from what the like historical games mm. have been. Mm. Uh, and then after that, now they're going to have, coming up, uh, obviously they're going to have some DLC for the Warhammer 2 one, which is going to introduce some new lords. Okay. So like you in the game, you like you build up your armies. Yeah. You build up like uh, your your regions, and then you go to war, mm -hmm. and you uh, play on this map that is essentially a turn-based thing, like Civ Six kind of esque okay. thing. It's very loosely representative mm -hmm. of that. But then when you actually have two armies attack each other, yeah. it goes into a RTS mode. Yep. Where you have units of like 120. So this is to, like you know StarCraft. You know, the original Warcraft, um, you know, not in the sense Command like, and Conquer. Yeah, but there's no base building, because you've done all of your army building on the map. Yeah. So this is just, okay, this is the army you have. Yeah. Now fight. Okay. And, uh, I mean, it, it employs not just, like, oh, these guys have attack, but, I mean, like, you know, spearmen are good against horses. Mm -hmm. uh, people oh, with swords. Oh, hierarchy. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's, a, there's, like, a rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Like, a little bit more complex than that, but to the game. Uh, but actually, they're about to release, or, or they're working up to releasing a new one, which is actually going to be uh, not exactly historically accurate. Uh, they're going to be doing Romance of the Three Kingdoms, which is the oh, uh, wars in China. Yeah, like Hopefully the, it's better than... Oh, it's, it's the romanticized version of yeah. everything, too. So. Hopefully it's better than the actual Romance of the Three Kingdoms games, which last would have come out on like PS2. Those I were, love those. Those were so tough, majority, man. Majority of them were yeah, they're super oh tough games. God. I think 7, I think, was my jam. So hopefully it was streamlined by then, because they were extremely difficult it to get into. I wanted them so so much to be like easier to get into. Yeah, I think a lot of people yeah. did, but uh, I actually enjoyed the difficulty. Um, yeah. I was just weird like that, though. So, yeah, they were next-level stuff, man. Because you, you would have had to have a few playthroughs just to figure out the mechanics of the games and kind of how everything fits yeah, together. Yeah, there really wasn't really a good tutorial, um, at least not in the original iteration of the game that I played. Yeah. Um... There was uh, some janky. Um, actually, no, the port wasn't too bad language-wise. But uh, yeah, it was not. It was not like a game you'd be like, "Hey, kid, you want to play a game about war?" It's like, nah. This <laughs> is like politics. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. All yeah. That about other stuff. yeah, the ancient Chinese politics. Yeah. yeah. A bunch of names that you won't remember. 
Or no, is it sad that I actually know a lot of them because I played so many like uh, Dynasty Warriors games? Yeah. So like the, the oh, big I names, it. I just know I them. It. Yeah. yeah. At one time, I would have recognized going from Dynasty Warriors to Dynasty Warriors the names they carry over and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's funny, even in Dynasty Warriors, I always just played the dude with the katana. There's oh, always I one know guy which with one like a katana. The yeah. I think he was in the shoe army. Yeah. Yeah, the green. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember, what was that guy's name? Man, everybody played him because he was like. He was like that Rurouni Kenshin yeah, kind of yeah, cool yeah. character. All we wanted was, uh, well, they ended up coming out with, like, ones based in Japan with Japanese characters. Yeah, they made. did, uh, yeah. what was it, Warriors Orochi? Yeah, Warriors Orochi, super good. I loved yeah. Warriors Orochi. Uh, let's see, Katana-wielding character, Zutai? Yeah. I that sounds right. Musashi was the sea pirate, right? Well, it's gotta be him. Let's see. Yep. Yeah, I think that's him. That's yeah, him. That's that makes 100% sense. him. So, everybody's used the katana guy anyway. That's how it goes. But everyone, everyone knows that Lu Bu is the strongest, Lu most asinine fucking character. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have, like, the pike? Yeah. yeah. He was the one with the large, uh, it was like a halberd-esque Yeah, pike. yeah, I remember. Yeah. Deadpool, yeah, sure. No, this is this might be the last time we mentioned Dynasty Warriors. I don't know. No, I look <laughs> It's so obscure. It'll come up again. So, Deadpool 2. Yeah, so it came out in theaters a couple weeks ago, beginning rave reviews. It's bouncing. I see it between seventy-one and eighty percent, depending on where you look. Uh, I certainly, that makes sense. I, I certainly think it's it's at the eighty percent mark personally. Uh, so we'll situate this in two different ways here. We'll do a few minutes at the beginning here, where we can just talk about you know what we thought of the film, our thoughts on the the characters and the plot and everything like that without spoilers, uh, and then we'll get into spoilers. That being said. There will probably be spoilers right from the get-go. We're going to try to work around it, but we'll see I what mean, happens. I mean, why don't we, we should do spoilers first and not spoilers second. Really switch it up for people. Really switch it up? Yeah. <laughs> Just well, all the spoilers. It is a spoiler no cast. Spoilers. Yeah, it is a spoiler cast. No, no, no. So... no okay, so we'll, we'll do it the normal way. Okay, okay. So we'll do the non-spoiler version first. So non-spoiler thoughts. I liked it as much as the first one, and I'll tell you why. Okay. I'll tell you why. So comedically, it was almost there. It was like 85% the movie the first one was in terms of the comedy. However, the okay. action and the set pieces were much bigger and much more, just in total number, than in the first movie. And I really, really liked the action in the Deadpool series. So I was pretty impressed with some of those uh, action set pieces. It was definitely in keeping with the first one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as sequels go, I think it's right up there um, with like Guardians. Mm-hmm. Um, like it felt like it was true to the first movie. I thought it was a, a, just missing a little bit to bring it in line with the first movie. Yeah. But otherwise good. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of golden moments in number two. Yeah. Um, which, which we'll get, get into. into. Yeah, we'll get into yeah. those. Yeah. But cinematography was obviously better. Um, I'm not sure how much the movie cost and then to make. I couldn't imagine that they had too big of a cost. Oh, that's a good question. That's the one thing because I didn't have written down. That was the, the big notes. thing, right? Was that like Deadpool one was done on like like such a scant budget. Mm-hmm. No, they definitely had a bigger budget based on some of the CG in this one. Hundred ten, so it was double the budget from the first one. Yeah. Yeah, double the budget. But I mean, that's still low. Yeah. Like oh yeah. Movie. Compared to what Marvel Studios is pumping out. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, like, okay, well, what was Avengers two? Um... Oh, dude, over three hundred million. Oh, Avengers three. Three. Yeah, yeah, it was over three hundred million. 
It was like three hundred thirty million, I think. Like, it's insane. Like we should have Deadpool movies till the end of time because like they yeah. cost nothing to make, and yeah. the return on investment must be enormous. Oh, they made their money back well over in the first yeah. week alone. And then oh. the, I was surprised to find I went to see it just last night, and this is a week after it came out, and the theater was still sold out for Deadpool. The Star Wars is there, right? And yet Deadpool's still selling out. Well, Star Wars has been in theaters for a long time. Oh, we talked about Solo. Han Solo. Wow. So last night, I was at the theater. That's so they have actually. Solo, first weekend. Deadpool 2, second weekend. And they have Avengers and whatever weekend Avengers is in now. right? So a ton of stuff to see that's still in theaters right now. Mm-hmm. And yet, uh, Deadpool 2 was the one selling out. That's impressive. Yeah, I was pretty impressed. So huh. really, really good. I did not expect it. Usually I try to avoid the crowds altogether, but this was an example of like, well, the uh, crowd is still here. Some movies... I think can be good with a crowd mm-hmm. as long as it's not like a crowd of like toddlers. Yeah, which I mean, you're not going to see in Deadpool's. Well, that's, <laughs> that's the one of the best things about going like opening night for like a Star Wars movie mm-hmm. is because the people who are going to see it opening night are people who really want to be there. Yeah. So like everyone's going to be on effectively good behavior. Yeah, I saw a few stormtroopers last night at the uh, yeah at the theater. Yeah, nice. they're there. They're around. It's probably the five hundred first. Yeah, I yeah, think so. Yeah, they're the local one. Yeah, yep. our local five hundred first. Uh, I ever get armor? Yeah, they, 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 might, the, the officer there too. The oh, officer really? Was with them too. Yeah, it was cool. I think I just kicked the table. Uh, Sound spike. Everyone, be on guard. You'll enjoy it though. That, that'll really wake you up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I thought I thought uh, it was as good as the first one for those reasons. Uh, it had impressive creativity throughout. Uh, Josh Brolin killed it as Cable, uh, which should be expected because he also killed it as Thanos this year. And uh, that. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, sorry, I was gonna say that that's that's a good point. Too, yeah, because he does play Thanos too, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, such a seriously acted character in mm-hmm. a movie that is inherently not serious. Yeah, and we'll get more into that. But uh, Cable shows up and he is pissed. pissed yeah. He is not happy. So we'll get All more in, into that. Yeah. Uh, so without spoiling anything, and then uh, Julian Dennison. So he was the he was the younger actor in Hunt for the Wilder People. Actually, a film directed by Taika Waititi, who also directed Thor Ragnarok, interestingly. Yeah. So kind of a lot of connections to the MCU here. However, uh, Julian Dennison did a great job as uh, Russell, a.k.a. Firefist. <laughs> so, which is a hilarious name oh, man. that they reveal in a movie. Yeah. So I, I really like seeing him. He's such a non-traditional well, you know, hero-type character. It was cool to see him in it. Deadpool pulls on like the, like the really bizarre stuff. Like aside yeah. from Colossus, right? Yeah. Though, okay, I'm gonna wait for the spoiler. Yeah, uh, yeah, know. dude, I got so should many we say, Easter should eggs. We say just all right, screw it, spoilers. Screw it. All right, screw so it, man. The Juggernaut shows up. Juggernaut shows up. Juggernaut is in this movie. I was hoping for a Juggernaut bitch. Didn't get it though. No. <laughs> which is a reference that they made actually in the third X-Men movie, yeah. I think. Yeah. Because it was like it was. A, it's a meme. It's now, really correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't Juggernaut's power come from the helmet? Oh man! Or does it come from the things he wears on his hands? Which I didn't see in this. It's something to do with. There's a magic element to it. Yeah. So um, there's some sort of magic element that made him big. But then, isn't his brother? His brother is a Xavier. Professor, yeah, is Professor yeah. X. And, and then he wears the helmet then the, yes. to protect from. Similar to Magneto, yeah. his helmet slash armor mm-hmm. is uh, is an encasement to ward off mental mutants effectively. Right. Yeah. So yeah, Juggernaut makes a huge appearance. So I'll kind of start at the beginning here. Uh, What's that? Juggernaut makes a huge appearance. Sorry, continue. Oh. <laughs> I'm being Accurate. Idiot. Yeah. He makes a huge appearance. Uh, well, actually, probably 
the best intro that they could have given to Juggernaut, which was super cool. Yeah, I'm trying because they had a build up, and I was like, yeah. who are they talking about? They're like, oh man, don't don't mess with whatever is in that cage. Yeah, yeah. And it was like making a big deal of it. I'm like, what is possibly gonna come out of this area? Only the biggest, baddest dude around. Basically, the Hulk of this side of the Marvel universe. Yeah, like as far as the, I mean, yeah, the antagonist side of the Marvel universe. Who is like who's their Hulks? Juggernaut, Rhino, Thanos. Uh, Thanos, I think, is a cut above the Hulk. Oh, for sure he is. So, I mean, but par him on strength. Yeah, Juggernaut, I think, would be the one. I don't even know, though, because Juggernaut's kind of a weak by comparison, because I think that, like, you can still break his bones pretty... Yeah, I think Rhino is probably accurate, just not the version from, uh, Spider-Man 2, from Sony Spider-Man 2. Oh, the mechanical? Where it's Paul Giamatti in a mechanical suit. <laughs> not at all what oh, I expected man. from Rhino. Yeah. It was rough. Oh, man. It was rough. I forgot it was Paul Giamatti, too. Uh, not one of Paul Giamatti's best roles. We'll go ahead and say it. Uh, so the movie kicks off, Deadpool 2 rather, kicks off uh, with the acknowledgement of Logan's death, which was hilarious. He has like a little, uh, almost like, you know how a snow globe, like, you know, makes yes. music, like a music box, but it was Wolverine impaled on uh, the log. Yeah. And <laughs> it just spins and plays music. Yeah. yeah. That was that was excellent. so good, so good. So that's how the movie actually kicks off. It's him doing that, and then and committing, and, suicide. And committing suicide, yeah, or attempting to commit suicide. Yeah, which is actually a theme in yeah. the comics, where he's like, because like Deadpool, in a lot of ways, can't die. Yeah, because of Wolverine, though. Yeah, that's why, like, that's where his animosity for Wolverine comes. Well, and people keep bringing him back. Which yeah, which is the funny thing. Yeah, <laughs> they had many funny moments in the movie where you think he's yeah. dead. We'll get to that part too. Yeah. Uh, so that's how the movie kicks off, is him attempting suicide. Then he explains how he got there. Uh, so Deadpool is a world-traveling assassin. So a few shots of him traveling yes. and fighting different people in hilarious battles. Oh, He's, like, removing arms and heads. and. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one thing with Deadpool that's fantastic, is that he's always got this, like, detachment from reality. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's entertaining. But the whole scene where he's uh, trying to fuck bullets and they're shooting at him, like... He's, like, swinging his swords, like, you, how you'd imagine somebody deflect bullets, and, like, yeah. half the bullets are hitting him. <laughs> it's and so it's just, like, like... It was, it was supposed to be this impressive moment. Yeah. 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 It's, like, well, it was kind of impressive. You got, like, at least half of them. Yeah, yeah, before he gets completely impaled. Yeah. And then there was the death of Vanessa, so, who was played by Marina Baccarin. So that was yep. his girlfriend from the first one. Yeah. Uh, so she gets shot. Uh, there's some gangsters that he doesn't get to finish off because one goes into a safe room, and then they find him... Uh, and attack him at home, and they end up killing uh, Vanessa. Right, yeah, so, so yeah, the, yeah, he fails an, a hit, essentially, on a guy, because he's, like, he gets preoccupied with yeah. getting back to Vanessa, and then yeah. the the whatever the guy is, like... Yeah, whoever that main bad guy yeah, is, the then unnamed comes back and enemy. Kills. So anyway, they end up finding him, they kill Vanessa, after she reveals that she wants to try and start a family, which is, like, this joyous moment. Yeah. Moments later, she's dead, so classic comic book style. Yeah, uh, and the, then the uh, tragic hero. Yep, and then he's attempted suicide, and then saved by his ever faithful friend from the X Men, Colossus. Yes. So pretty exciting to see Colossus show up in this. Also, Negasonic Teenage Warhead and Yukio make an appearance right. in here as well. Uh, yeah. Yukio, that's a, that was an interesting add-in. Yeah, because <laughs> his relationship <laughs> with her is just oh hi Yukio. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> every the time whole, he sees her, the whole goddamn movie is just. <laughs> Every time she pops up. Yeah. So funny, man. 
Um, so, but yeah, it was good to see Negasonic Teenage Warhead come back too, because she was a, she was a surprise yeah. character from the first one. Well, super obscure. Yeah, as far as like characters go, and it's always hilarious because they make fun of the name because it's way too long. Yeah. <laughs> back back when naming conventions were just like ah, who cares? Whatever. Nineties yeah. man. Yeah. It was the nineties. You could name a character anything. Especially if it had ninety letters in it. Yeah, no big deal. No yeah. big deal. Uh, so they make an appearance. They end up drafting Deadpool as a trainee for the X Men. Oh, which God. they drive home that constantly that he's me. just in training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. X Men in training. So oh, man, that was gold. Yeah, it was. It was pretty funny. So what happens here is Colossus is trying to tell Wade Wilson that he actually has a good heart and that he should join the X Men, but he has to stop killing oh says the first God. rule is if you're on the x-men no killing okay you gotta stop with no that indiscriminate killing yes. which lasted for all of like four and a half minutes when they went to their first call but the, but, but the reason for the kill is somewhat understandable yeah because like he he kills these people because he knows that like while they are they appear to be nice people mm-hmm. like running this like essentially center for kids yeah but they're they're also, for, for gifted kids, for yes, mutant kids. And, yeah. But they're also torturing them. Yes, they're torturing And so when he finds that out, he's like, well, fuck these guys. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, going to die. Yeah, exactly, which is in true Deadpool yeah. fashion. And it is excellent because it's Deadpool kind of brings to the table what a lot of people, I think, want to reach the screen and do, which is like, okay, these people are terrible. Let's kill these people. And Deadpool will do that. Yeah. Whereas the X-Men are like, oh, we will find the better nature and... Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Because yeah, Deadpool's, Deadpool's not like, concerned nah. with becoming that person. No, he doesn't want not at all. He no, he's 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 a good guy, yeah. but he doesn't care about people's perception of him being a good right. guy. So he will go and do the thing that everyone hates him for. Mm-hmm. But if he knows that it is in the long run the better choice, he'll do it. Yeah, yeah. So he de- it's it's definitely. I mean, as far as you know, a watcher of the movies concerned, he appears to take the moral high ground on that one because he kills he kills one of the doctors that's been torturing torturing kids. The kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for using their mutant powers, right? So the idea right. is this school exists. It's called the Essex School. And basically, it's just a torture chamber for uh, young mutants to try and scare them out of using their powers using torture techniques. Yes. So yeah. causing psychological damage. Interestingly, kind of a reference to Mr. Sinister. And the, yeah. 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 So see, his name is Essex, right? And then uh, and then that's this is what he does. is He does experimentation on mutants. I think uh, that it might have been an allusion to that. Yeah. yeah cause, I would argue. I don't know what he would ultimately pop up in. Would he pop up in the X-Men storyline? Uh, they're going to be doing some new X-Men movies, right? Uh, Once Marvel got, gets it? I think they've got it now, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. So I think we'll... we'll not probably another origin movie, but um, just a regular X-Men movie. Sinister Six, man. They battle the Sinister Six. That would be so well, awesome. We're also going to see Fantastic Four movie coming into the MCU oh, as no. well. I'm so scared. I think the best way to segue in the X-Men is going to be to do a Spider-Man movie where the X-Men come in. Yeah. I think that would be the best way to I do it. I don't want them to introduce the X-Men as a team all over again. They need to, they need to start they doing can, solo movies can, and then they find each other. I think they I think that they can do it, but they just need to brush over the origin story. It's just, okay, just No, because that's what they did like prior. Like, or Actually, no, sorry. They didn't do any of that prior. They just, in, X-Men, in the first X-Men from 2000, they just show up and they're just a team. Or they're already a team, well, and Wolverine's yeah, being, but it, yeah, like the last it follows because it more or less follows Wolverine. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Like, but I mean, Days from Future Past 
and and the other like quote unquote prequel X Men things is all origin. Yeah. However, we'll get yeah. into this. Deadpool might have just retconned that entire storyline. We'll find out. At least the Wolverine <laughs> storyline. That was excellent. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. that we'll get into that once we get into the uh, the Easter highlight eggs. of the movie. That's why it's... is not even in the movie. <laughs> oh my god, that was cool. So they end up going to try and save this kid Russell, who's using his uh, powers of flame to try and burn down the school because yep. he's pissed for being tortured, Which rightfully is so. Yep. yep. Deadpool ends up killing one of the doctors who's been torturing him, the uh, which triggers his <laughs> capturing, and they send him and Russell to a prison called the Icebox, a prison for mutants. And yes. They're, and they're collared, uh, similar to, what is it, Genosha? When they yeah. send mutants to Genosha, uh, which is an island, so that's different. But it's kind of the same idea in that the collars prevent them from being able to use their powers. Yeah, they're power dampeners. So, and then uh, Deadpool makes a joke, his, his power becomes like aggressive stage four cancer. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. he no longer has the power to heal himself, which is right. what's keeping the cancer at bay. Yeah. Pretty crazy. It's pretty that, crazy that was That was hilarious. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, of course, that ends up breaking eventually as he dies, essentially. <laughs> the which way. brings him back. Okay, wait, wait. So before we get to that, so before, because <laughs> that was hilarious. It that was, was one of my favorite pieces when it shows him all broken on that table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so good, man. He's like, he looked like just a bag with broken oh, bones. The theater, the theater was dying, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. So it's uh, it's in here that he ends up befriending uh, and, and sort of having a deep relationship with, uh, with Russell, the kid. Fire, aka Fire Fist. There's the ass pen. So the ass the pen ass makes pen. its first appearance. Yeah. So this is something that the happens. recurring joke. This kid's got a pen. Russell in his has ass. smuggled in a pen in his. It's ass. his shiv, and it gets stuck in a lot of places that are regrettable. So that's where it makes its first appearance. Oh my god. So I remember that dude was like, well, "Watch out for that kid. He's got, a, <laughs> he's got an ass pen." He's, they're in the cafeteria, and yeah. Russell's like, "We gotta find the biggest guy and beat him up and take him down." He's like, "What are you gonna use?" He's like, "I got the ass pen." He's like, "The ass pen." Yeah. <laughs> oh so my god! The ass pen keeps making an appearance. This is about when Cable shows up in the movie, played by Josh Brolin, aka Thanos, aka Jonah Hex, uh, shows up at this point, and uh, he's not happy. Because he's coming from the future, and in the future, yeah. Russell has killed his family. So he's coming back in the past to kill Russell, but we don't know that yet. Yeah, he's from the future, but going to the past to change the future by altering the past. <laughs> yeah. So as soon as he ends up in present day, though, here's a big Easter egg. There, He, he ends up on a pickup truck, and there's two rednecks sitting and drinking beer on the back of the pickup truck talking about like the value of like toilet paper versus like wet wipes. Yeah. Or like bum wipes. And yeah. then those two are actually played by Matt Damon and Alan Tudyk. Yeah. Which is hard re- to see. I ought to re see that scene Yeah, I was looking back was... and I didn't even recognize them, but that's it's hilarious. actually who they are, believe it or not. That's been a very popular thing with uh, Disney. Like a lot of, like in Star Wars too. Okay, Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Um, when Ray does a mind trick on that one stormtrooper Storm and yeah. tells him like, leave, drop your blaster. That yeah. That is... Um, Daniel Craig. Yeah. Daniel Craig, yeah. And then Matt Damon was also in um, Thor Ragnarok. I think, he was uh, playing Loki. Yeah. In in the play. Yes. Yeah. Put on by Loki Put about his Loki. life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as acted by Matt Damon. Yeah. Super um, good. Yeah. Well, that was hilarious. And of course, uh, what else? That doesn't matter. I wonder if yeah. Matt Damon survived the Cullen. Oh shit. They never established. Maybe he's gonna come back as new Loki. Oh, that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. The fake Loki becomes the new Loki. So, more questions unanswered. 
from Avengers 3. That's not happening. Let's <laughs> just let's be honest. Well, they've answered like the the writers and and the director, the Russo brothers. Everybody's answering all these questions about who lived, who died. Like it's all over the place. So they're establishing like oh, oh like, like Aunt May lived and now she knowing now that Peter Parker has died. Like they're acknowledging all this stuff. Oh really? Yeah. That's okay. Which presumably would be a theme in the next Avengers. The next, yeah. Everybody's sad because everybody's dead. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of sad. Right. The beginning of that film's gonna be a bringer downer, everybody. So I assume Deadpool survives. Well yeah, well, I guarantee Domino survives. Yes. She had very good luck. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, that would be uh like, the, one of the few characters that you're like, yeah, she's definitely good. Where were we? We are in the icebox. Cable right. shows up. They immediately establish him as a force of nature. So I'm going to give a quick Cable breakdown for anyone who is not familiar with the character of Please Cable. Please do. So, Cable, a.k.a. Nathaniel Summers, uh, is the son of Scott Summers, a.k.a. Cyclops, uh, from the X-Men, and a clone of Jean Grey named Adeline Pryor. So his mother is not actually Jean Grey. His mother is actually a clone of Jean Grey, Named Madeline Pryor, who That's, Scott Summers falls in love with. Yeah, and Boinks. Yep. Which oh, is yeah. kind of weird. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, my dad grew up. Which is kind of a boy. side story to the X-Men universe. It's yeah. not a mainline story. Madeline Pryor doesn't make an appearance anywhere else. So it's just for this storyline only. Yeah. So if you've been going this whole time thinking that uh, Jean Grey was his mother, you're wrong, in a sense. So, <laughs> but, but are you really? But are you really wrong? He's a tra- he's a time traveling mutant, or rather, he possesses the power to time travel, uh, and he's also one of the strongest telekinetics in the Marvel universe. So we have to establish that. Yeah, that's something they don't really touch on. That they don't they allude to it when he's looking at his arm in the mirror, because the arm is actually the result of uh, of a techno organic virus that's been inflicted upon him by none other than Apocalypse. Which they also don't touch on. Which they also don't touch on. But Apocalypse in this timeline would already be dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. the aftermath of it, right? It's under control at that point. And he's the trouble is, though, is he's using a great deal of his telekinetic energy to keep the virus at bay from taking over his whole body. Right. Yeah, so yeah. he's using a, a you know, huge portion, we'll say 90% of his power at any given time, just keeping that, that techno-organic virus from spreading. Really? So, yep, yep, that's why... That's somebody, that's somebody, why he's not outright the most powerful. Somebody fixes that at some point, though, don't they? Um, I, don't I think remember. it's. Uh, I think it. I think. Ooh, I want to say it's. Um, Reed Richards. That makes sense. He's I, the smartest. I think it. It's either. It's either him or Stark. Mm. I think. Probably Reed Richards. That would make sense. I think it's Reed Richards. Yeah. Uh, eventually. Yeah. So in in every Fantastic Four storyline that's not the Fantastic Four movies that we've already seen, Reed Richards is actually kind of. He, him, believe it or not, so him and Doctor Doom are actually two of the major cruxes of the whole Marvel Universe mm-hmm. in terms of what they accomplish in their own storylines. Yes. So, and Reed Richards is actually, like, by far, the smartest of anyone in the Marvel Universe. So he's absolutely yeah. brilliant. Uh, in fact, um, i trying to think when they reset the universe, uh, I think he was the only one who had a plan to even stop that from happening. Reed, yeah, Reed Richards always ends up on a weird side of things, too, because he's so smart. Yeah. At the same time, like, uh, for instance, Marvel Zombies... Mm-hmm. He's one of the first ones to be like, yeah, this is like natural progression. We should totally do this mm-hmm, and be mm-hmm. infected because then you live forever. Yeah. It's like, why wouldn't you? And uh, he actually infects the Fantastic Four. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah, he like sneaks it in their food and they're like, oh, we're not going to agree to this. He's like, you don't have to. He's like, I already did it for you. That's crazy. Did uh, even um, Big Rock Guy. Yeah. yeah. He, he even become the thing. He even becomes a zombie. I have to reread it. Yeah. Um, I think so, though. That's crazy. I think all of the Fantastic Four effectively turn. 
Yeah, so Reed Richards, hopefully if they're doing another Fantastic Four movie, they do it right. Because uh, they've definitely done him wrong. So getting back yeah. on topic, though, Cable, yeah, really cool character. One of my favorite characters uh, from the Marvel Universe growing up. So I was absolutely Cable. in love with him. And, and I love that they establish him as an absolute force to be reckoned with right off the get-go in this. He yes. shows up to the Icebox prison and just starts wrecking shit. Yeah. Just blowing shit up, killing people, blowing holes in walls, doesn't care. Just mm-hmm. absolutely doing everything he has to to get it, get at his victim, which actually turns out to be not Deadpool, but Russell. So yes. because Russell has killed his family in the future using his firepowers. Yeah, that was, that was kind of neat, actually, because Deadpool kept getting in the way. And Cable didn't really focus on trying to kill Wade. No, he, he didn't. Just, not at first. Because like, he, he doesn't have any desire to necessarily kill other people. He's going mm-hmm. after his target. Yeah. Which was fun because normally when it's like, oh, I'm just going to kill everybody on my path. It's like, no, because Cable's got good intentions mm-hmm. the majority of the time. Yeah. But it's just in this case... It doesn't come off that way because the target's a kid. Yeah. But they establish him as like a military man from the future in the movie who's yeah. actually out to take out rogue mutants. It's yeah. kind of his job. So he mentions at different points in the movie that there's no one he can't kill. Yeah. So only because he's never run into anyone he can't kill. Right. So, yeah, pretty yeah. cool. It's pretty cool. It's kind of like the uh, souped up version of the Punisher. To a degree. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good, uh, it's actually a good uh, reference. It's not, it's not 100% accurate, but, I mean, it's, you know, similar. They're both type. angry, they both love shooting things, yeah. except Cable's just way cooler. Well, Cable's, all that whole section where he's modding his weaponry. Yes. Uh, that was very cool. Yeah, and they use uh, sort of sort of floating graphics, or uh, what would you call it, holographics. Like UI. Yeah, yeah, to yeah, like sort of. Augmented sort of, reality. Yeah, 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 exactly. Augmented reality to kind of demonstrate how he's modding his weapons and how he's fixing them even. There was like a repair mode even that he brought yeah. up on them, uh, which I thought was extremely cool. And the same thing happened when he was hacking, when he gripped the the, the fiber optic wires in the prison with his with his uh, yes. robot hand. Yeah. And he was able to actually like go through their systems and it showed like a UI interface when he did that to find yeah. out where the prison oh, cell man. was. That just yeah. reminded me, it's, uh, the Deadpool makes the comment of like, why am I getting attacked by an angry winter soldier? Dude, like yes! So many, oh, there was like man. three references to the metal arm in this. So, yeah. <laughs> it was so good. It was fantastic. He, he named, he said it by name too. He said the winter soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so he, good. He, he, now that they've got so much more like stuff under their kind of umbrella. Yeah. He can make a lot more of those references yeah. without any kind of. Real, oh, it was real so good. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah, I was laughing my ass off. And then in this battle, Deadpool's doing his best to protect Russell. However, Deadpool has the collar on still, so he's not healing no. this whole time. And he's riddled with cancer. So yeah. he's getting just the shit oh. kicked out of him. Oh, yeah. So Cable ends up getting stabbed by the ass pen at one point, oh. which causes him to toss Wade Wilson over the ledge, and, and he hits a table down below. Yes. And like completely, his bones just his, shatter. Yeah, bones shatter. He's just like a jelly the, man. Yeah, he's a he's a bag of flesh with broken bones and all that. So dead, but, but, it, but it breaks the but it breaks the collar. Right? Yeah, it breaks the collar. So he's effectively dead at this point, except that you can't tell that he's healing because the collar is broken off. Yeah. But then they show the collar, and you realize, oh boy, it's on. You know, yeah. this battle is going to keep going, and then an extremely violent battle ensues between uh, mm-hmm. Deadpool and Cable. Just brutal. Absolutely brutal. Yeah. Uh, they're ripping the building apart as they go along. Very, very cool. Uh, at some point in the battle, they're talking about the kid, and Deadpool says, oh, I don't care about the kid, blah, blah, blah. Of course, Russell hears that. Yeah. Easy plot device. Using so, many to movies. Make, to make him more angry. Yeah, to make him more angry. Yeah. So he's sort of pushing Russell toward this future where he's just a violent maniac. 
Uh, and a Deadpool breaks out, but Russell does not. Russell gives himself up. Yeah. Yeah. And this is kind of, I guess this was maybe the middle point of the movie, because this is about where the X-Force comes in. Yeah, it's where he recruits the X-Force. This was honestly... Oh, my God. I was dying the whole time. So he yeah. he and... Who's C.J. Miller's character? I forget. But they're, they're doing, like, interviews. Mm-hmm. Interview style for uh, X-Force characters. Yes. So, and then they're recruiting them as they come in, and they're not really saying no to anyone. They're just recruiting. Yeah, they're just yeah. anyone who walks anyone who in, walks in, including and just some random man named Peter. Peter, yeah, yeah. which is hilarious. And then um, was it the invisible? Oh, shit. The Vanisher. The Vanisher. Yeah. Like all like the like the weird, kind of like Marvel characters that. Yeah. So I got I got a breakdown here. So he recruits Shatterstar. So these are actual characters yeah, from the comics. Yeah, so no, he recruits know, yeah. Shatterstar. Uh, Domino, who's played by uh, Zazie Beats from Show Atlanta, yeah. you've mentioned before. Yeah, and Domino, awesome. Yeah, so good. So good. We'll get more into her. And then The Vanisher, who ends up being played by Brad Pitt, which is hilarious. Yes. Because he gets electrocuted to death later on. Yeah. Uh, Bill Skarsgård, a.k.a. Uh, Pennywise from 2017's It, uh, actually played um, uh, Zeitgeist. Yes. Yep, played Zeitgeist, uh, who interestingly does die in his first issue of a comic he appears in, which is X-Force yes. 116. Yeah. And then Terry Crews plays Bedlam uh, as well. So Terry Crews is also in this. And then later on, oh, other Cruise. members of the X-Force are Dopinder, the Taxi Man, uh, Cable, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, and Yukio, uh, and of course Colossus. Yeah. So in the comics, though, so in the movie, what happens is they, they, end up, they end up in this attack helicopter or military helicopter X-Force is about to do this big drop on a prison transport that contains Russell to try and save him. So I guess Cable learns of this as well because Cable ends up showing up as well. But before we even get to that, everyone's acknowledging that, oh, the winds are really bad today. Should we really make this jump? Yeah, like, why are we making a jump? Why aren't we ambushing them, like, down the road or something? (laughs) And, like, why don't... Like, he's like, no, we're doing this. And then, of course, that is the... That is the the pinnacle moment where we realize... (laughs) hey, maybe Deadpool doesn't plan these things in the future. Well, the way he planned out the whole operation was, like, on a piece of, like, like construction paper with crayon. Yeah. <laughs> and he's talking about... He's, he has everyone drawn out in crayon. Yeah. And then he's saying, oh, look out for Russell. He's got an ass pen. He'll stab you with it. Yeah. Not not the fact that he can shoot flames and stuff Totally like focused on the wrong things yeah. here. <laughs> and, then like, and then, yeah, of course, uh, what, they drop. They drop, yep, yep. And then and, uh, uh, Deadpool, Deadpool lands first, but he's caught up on this billboard. Yeah. And he's looking, he looks back up at the sky. And it's just all the other X-Force characters, like, hitting each other and flying around in yeah. random circles. And, and he says something like, oh, it's beautiful to behold or whatever. Yeah. And then they all start dying. Bedlam d- dies first. He flies right into the right into a bus window. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as the bus is driving, he, he gets, gets hit creamed. by a bus. He gets hit by a bus he as he's falling from the sky. He gets screamed. Uh, the Vanisher hits a power line. Yeah, the, and, and that's when it's revealed that he's Brad Pitt because yeah. all you of a sudden see you him. see his body. Yeah, you yeah. never, you you, never you, see him. That was the best part because like they're like, I don't know, is he actually here? And then you actually see like the um, parachute jump out of the plane. Yeah, yeah, you see just and the backpack. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh shit. They and as he's being electrocuted, you see that it's actually Brad Pitt, which is hilarious. And then, uh, who dies next? Zeitgeist? Zeitgeist yeah, flies, flies right into in. a wood chipper, right? <laughs> a wood chipper. <laughs> At this point, Peter's on the ground, too. Yeah, Peter landed safely, who Deadpool keeps calling his sugar bear. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so Peter oh runs over God. to save Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist yes. spits up toxic 
poison saliva yeah, yeah, all, over, all over Peter and melts his arm off. Yeah, and then, of course, Peter <laughs> dies. Oh, it was God. so brutal. Domino, of course, lands just fine. Well, yeah, uh, her whole thing is luck. Yeah, her whole superpower is luck. She has extremely which high is, luck. Which is probably one of the coolest powers. It was so cool. Yeah. And the way it manifested, just in, in the way she battled and the way she could move and sort of, you know, she, her confidence, like somebody points a gun at her and it misfires, she knew it would. Yeah. It yeah, was just... So it was, she knows it. She, she's, yeah, that's one fun thing about it. She is completely aware of her luck. Yeah. Yeah. And she works with it. Yeah, she's very lax about totally. it, too. Yeah. Super cool. And so she has a great battle on the prison transport uh, that's driving through the city. Mm-hmm. I think this whole thing was filmed in Vancouver, too, which is interesting. I think so, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, so they have a great battle on there. Cable shows up. Then Deadpool finally shows up. Have an awesome battle at many times. Hilarious battle. Yes. So well, Deadpool. Then, so. Yeah, yeah. And then how this ends is the reveal of Russell's friend who he made in the prison. The Juggernaut. Which is turns out to be the Juggernaut. Yeah. So they let the Juggernaut out. He does this insane punch that just destroys the transport, the bridge, everything. Yeah. And then... then he ri- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then he rips Deadpool in half. Then he rips Deadpool in half. <laughs> he yeah. said, Well, he says first, uh, he picks him up and he goes, I'm going to rip you in half. And he's like, oh, haha, funny, you're one of my favorite Marvel characters. And, yeah, yeah. You know, Deadpool's just gushing all yeah, over him. Yeah, he's a fanboy. And, right? then, yeah. and, then he, and then he rips Deadpool in half. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the... the, the quintessential line of never meet your heroes is saying yeah yeah <laughs> you'll be disappointed by them yeah so yeah deadpool's in half at this point um which cable's out of commission briefly yeah cable uh cable gets russell russell and juggernaut are, they run off go on, start going on a rampage kind of thing and most of the x-force is dead so that's where we're at 90 percent right of the x-force yeah. i think is dead that's where we're at right now yeah so the next scene is one of the more disturbing scenes in the movie but also one of the funniest so this is the scene where Deadpool is back at home with Blind Al, uh, and he, in, in recovery mode. Which is awesome. <laughs> it's Anything so, with Blind Al is gold. Well, you remember in the first movie when he lost a hand, and he was yeah. growing the baby hand? Yes. So in this movie, he loses his entire lower torso yeah. and, and legs, yeah. and then he's regrowing all of that. Yeah. His, like, baby legs. Yeah, his baby legs. Then, like, he's free-balling it, too. And everybody walking in. He's so, like, just wearing a shirt. Domino yeah. shows up, and T.J. Miller shows up, and Dupinder, and Cable, and everyone who shows up is just, like, looking in absolute disgust yeah. at what they see in front of them. And then they're showing his legs at first in different yeah. positions. And I guess his shirt is just covering... Yeah, his junk. Yeah, his yeah. junk. <laughs> There's a flash of it, I think, too. And then, they do, yeah. and then they do a basic instinct, yeah, where he yeah. does... The leg spread and then the and then the recrossing and you yeah. see like the little the little junk in there. <laughs> that oh was so God. good, man. Was and everyone was just so disgusted by it. <laughs> Come the on. theater was just dying. Yeah. So I theorized that this is probably something that they didn't really like estimate would be very funny until it was in post production and they saw it. Yeah. And they were just dying. So then they took yeah. it to like an extreme extent because how ridiculous, that. man. Oh my god, that's one of the best gags in the movie. Yeah, and then uh, that, but that's actually when uh, Cable kind of teams up with Deadpool. Yeah, and the way they do this is he actually, it's supposed to be this triumphant moment where he gets off the couch with his little baby legs. Yeah. And then he's like slowly waddling up. over, yeah. <laughs> and shakes his hand and he's just so disgusted yeah. by the Cable. Just the look of disgust on his face is amazing. Uh, so yeah, the X-Force is rebranded now with Cable included as well and Dopinder. Yeah, who's going to be like a crazy killer just for you wait. Yeah, yeah Dopinder in the meantime. Actually, is... he actually, he does get a kill in. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he's, he's making statements like, Mr. Poole, I want to bathe in the blood of your enemies. Yeah, he wants like, to become an, an assassin. Yeah, he wants to become an international assassin. So he's already kind of... Moving towards... Yeah, his, moving towards de- the deep end. destiny. It'd be great if he was the big baddie in the third Deadpool. If he ends up like going... That would be cool. Dead. It'd be so Who would funny. he be, though? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they add in. Maybe he becomes Mr. Sinister. I don't know. That would be fantastic. <laughs> so they they could take they could really run with Dopinder though. Oh, for sure, a great actor too. Plays that role like phenomenally. And then we get into the big final action set piece where basically Cable gives Deadpool thirty seconds of time to try and save Russell from committing murder and becoming yes. the psychopath that ends up murdering Cable's family. Uh, what ends up happening is Cable ends up, or I'm sorry, uh, Deadpool ends up taking a bullet for Russell, right? Yes. After many battles, and then uh, and then he's of course, reattach the collar to his neck, and he dies many, many, many times in the longest, most hilarious death scene yes. of any movie ever. So, which, it got funnier every time it appeared he would yes. die, and then come back and be like, wait, I'm, uh, just one more thing. Like, yeah. So funny. It's like, he's clearly seen Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> like, we can't decide on an ending for this, so we're just going to keep doing it. Yeah, just going to keep doing it. And then, and then, of course, at the end, he doesn't even die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then at the end, he doesn't even die because... Cable, who previously said his time control mechanism device thing that he uses for time travel only has the charge to get him home, now uses oh the final God. charge to go back in time and and save Deadpool with a plot device. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, that time device. Yeah. Okay, so let's wrap up. So we can get to that. Yeah, part. yeah. Let's let's wrap up. So basically, this movie really takes off after the credits. <laughs> so after the credits start yes, rolling, that is when the movie hits its stride. With multiple <laughs> amazing scenes. So let's let's talk about that. And I got some more. Uh, I think I might have another couple of uh, Easter eggs to talk about. Sure. So the time traveling thing. So movie ends. Oh my god. And then what do they they show? So they show Negasonic and Yukio uh, repairing Cable's time device. Mm-hmm. And they get it functioning like it should be again. So, like, it's not like, oh, it's like, oh, we have a couple more charges. No, they actually repair the whole yeah. thing. And then they give it to Deadpool and immediately say, we probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah, that's a terrible idea. That was a terrible idea. <laughs> and then, and he, of course, runs off way too happy. Yeah. Uh, he uses this device, of course, to completely retcon effectively, like, 50% of the movie. Yeah. Like, he saves Jessica. Vanessa. Yeah, Vanessa, he saves sorry. Vanessa. Yeah, Vanessa, yeah. yeah. Which uh, you're right, which in any other movie would have completely demolished the yeah, plot of the movie. But in Deadpool it makes but some sense that he yeah, do this. Yeah. So, so she's alive again. He... <laughs> this what was, it, what, what was, the, was this the next one? The, very, the, one? the next one was the one where they retcon the original Deadpool. Oh, okay. From X-Men Origins yes, Wolverine. Yes, okay, so yeah. well, X-Men Origins Wolverine, the one scene everyone... As the one thing yeah. everyone's always hated is like, why did you butcher Deadpool? Yeah, yada yada yada. He's terrible in X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, and, dumb and in Deadpool character. One, they even made jokes about uh, he had like, yeah. the action figure. And what was funny is it was Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool yes. in that. Yeah, and he was, was making wisecracks and stuff. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Well, in the first part of the, uh, the Origins Wolverine thing, he was accurate. That yeah, was Special Wade. Forces. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and 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 it felt like Deadpool. Yeah. And and then of course then they turn him into this Weapon X project with no mouth. Yeah. Which the whole thing with Deadpool is he's making wisecracks and breaking yeah. the fourth wall. Well, that was the whole idea is that what Stryker got rid of his mouth or whatever. So they say that and so this is like they, well they show the actual yeah they scene show the actual scene from the movie from the movie where with you've got, Hugh Jackman yeah <laughs> Hugh Jackman and he's he's like he makes that comment he's like oh it looks like Stryker found a way to shut you up yeah, yeah. Way, 
and then and and all of a sudden and you're like oh my god this fucking scene but then you see dead our, our deadpool yeah. level a pistol and shoot the other deadpool in the head he just you just see an arm reach out yeah. and then uh, <laughs> and shoot him stage in the left and shoots him in the head <laughs> And then he just leans over and waves to Wolverine. He's like, don't worry, just cleaning up the timeline. <laughs> and then he shoots him like seven more times. <laughs> <laughs> and then fucks off. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Oh, so good. It was like, the, this was the best place. scene in the movie, man. This yeah, was the best sure. scene in the movie. No, that if if nothing else, that made the movie. Yeah, that was a stand-up and cheer kind of scene. It was. It, it was fun, too, to think about. So if you go back to X-Men Origins Wolverine, so then they wouldn't have had the battle on top of the nuclear silo, yes. yeah. right? Would anything else have changed? Not really. Yeah, not really. So that could have all stayed the same. But yeah, awesome scene. And then, of course, it ends with a third time travel scene. Shit, yeah. What which was that is one? he shows up behind Ryan Reynolds, the actor. Yes. Who's just finishing reading... The Deadpool script. No, no, no. Oh, the Green sorry, Lantern the or- script. The Green Lantern script. Yeah, That's yeah. And right. he says, he says, he, welcome to the big, big leagues, buddy. And then yeah. Deadpool shows up behind him, it, shoots him in the head, yeah, kills him. Kills him. <laughs> and then he says, you're welcome, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> how the movie ends you're right oh yes. my god which that was really entertaining mainly because that's a dc script he's old <laughs> dude that was amazing like it was like oh was fuck a, there is no reverence whatsoever no, for any of that no there <laughs> was not it's crazy because even dc i feel like would acknowledge at this point that yeah like the green lantern movie was, was terrible yeah did not pan out so it's just interesting that they, it's gone that far i think uh, at this point i mean uh what's it uh, Nathan Fillion does the voice acting for the animated yep. Green Lantern. I yeah, think yeah, he'd actually right. be a good Green Lantern, but I don't know if they should cast him as Hal. They should cast him as... Uh, you know who they're talking about for Green Lantern? Uh, the face you're giving me says I don't want to know. The face I'm giving you absolutely says you don't want to know. Who is it? Tom Cruise. Lots of rumors out there right now. Lots of rumors. Tom Cruise wants in on one of these universes. He tried his own shared universe. It failed with the mummy. Oh, did that not take off? No, it's axed. Like the whole expanded universe? Yeah, the dark. Axed. Yeah, whatever. Shit, yeah. really? I was really looking forward to hide. Yeah, no, it's not happening. Shit. Well, if it happens, it's not. It's just not going to be a connected shared universe. So they might still do it. Oh, well, because it's just not going to be. Yeah. Jekyll and Hyde? Right. Oh, because he did such a good job. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough because these aren't DC properties. These are just like sort of. What do they call yeah. it? Like free market or? What they, they, they call, call they call them yeah they call them the, the what they call the dark universe but there was like yeah it's not it's all properties that anyone can use yeah so you know Warner right. Brothers you know through DC was doing that but you know Paramount it's, Pictures could pick it up and do the that's same thing as they chose really to. unfortunate though because I think that that had a lot of potential mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. all honesty I think it honestly did well I mean I, I don't think the Mummy was that bad well I mean Tom Cruise does kiss the mummy to death yeah so true. yeah no matter what happened yeah, that, before then that the movie be... pretty much falls apart when tom cruise starts kissing characters i can i completely block that out of my memory because <laughs> like aside from that the movie was good yeah. i thought like i mean it yeah. was it was a mummy movie what do you want it was like, an action movie you go there to eat popcorn but i still prefer and... the brendan fraser the mummy movie uh yeah. i think it was still the better movie yeah okay fair enough i mean like they are where they are and that's in They're... the brendan fraser verse so George of the Jungle, yeah, the Mummy, yeah, so of course, uh, Journey to the that. Center of the Earth, <laughs> yeah, Monkey Bone, Monkey Bone, <laughs> dude, so bad, oh, claymation monkeys. I love that movie. Yeah, <laughs> the Brendan Fraser verse. Sorry, yeah. man, I just derailed it with Brendan Fraser. No, it's fine. It's fine. That was great. <laughs> uh, shit. 
Well, yeah, no, I completely, I am derailed now. This is the, what derailed sounds like. Yeah, the uh, other cool Easter eggs in Deadpool then? Oh, yeah, let's do that. Yep, so X-Men First Class is hiding in the X-Mansion while Deadpool is complaining that they're never around when he's around. They yes. literally show them split second yes. behind they him. they close the door. And then they close the door on him. And in there is sitting <laughs> James McAvoy's Professor X. Yep. Uh, the whole first class, including Cyclops and everybody. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. Jean Grey was in there. Sansa. Yep. Sansa Stark. So really, really funny. Um, yeah, so we already talked about Alan Tudyk and Matt Damon as toilet paper talking rednecks. Brad Pitt is the Vanisher. Deadpool's prisoner number is 24601, uh, which is actually uh, from Les Miserables, Jean Valjean's prisoner number. And most <laughs> recent, and Jean Valjean was most recently played on screen by none other than Wolverine. And of course we all know Aww. that Deadpool is obsessed with Logan and Wolverine. So. Right. Very interesting. Time traveling at the end of the movie, we talked about that. Oh, so interestingly, Alpha Flight is posted as an airline ad on a taxi in the film, which I thought was a good shout out. Yeah. So Alpha Flight, of course, is the basically Canadian X-Men team. Deadpool doesn't share a direct connection, but he does share an indirect connection through Wolverine, who is at times an enemy and a friend of the Alpha Flight team because yeah. he's from Canada. So kind of just kind of funny that it shows up as an airline ad. I don't think we'll ever well, see Ryan Alpha Reynolds Flight. Well, is also, but, yeah. of course, Canadian. Or they could do Alpha Flight in the next one. Maybe he returns, makes a return to Canada or whatever. Because there's, so be there's so many Canada I, they, references. They could do so much. They could do so much. I would much. love to see Alpha Flight. If that became its own spinoff, that would be phenomenal. And the Alpha Flight characters are kind of ridiculous, so I feel like they, they would are. fit in really well. Uh, let's see, Alpha Flight. Well, there's the one, the main guy is like just a big strong man, uh, Vindicator. Yeah. So Vindicator's tough. Oh, I, didn't know, I didn't know North Star was on. Yeah, North Star. Aurora is like probably one of the ones that more people would know about. Yeah. She, does kind of but puck is the one that, okay oh so puck is a is a man a short <sighs> man uh you could call him a little person who's very muscular whose power is hurling himself like in yeah. a ball form at his enemies yeah that's his power yes pretty lame pretty lame well i mean it's right up but, it, but it would Sonic, work right? but it would work for deadpool Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely work for Deadpool. I mean, I don't know. People have been pretty crafty with their writing. I think we could see some unique usage here. God, I would we got? love to Shaman. see... Dude, I would love to see Vindicator. Vindicator would be cool. That would be so extremely cool for Deadpool 3. Sasquatch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot he was in that. Yeah, that's a artistic rendition of him up here. Yeah. That one's That fantastic. would be extremely cool. I think Alpha Flight, to be honest, could be good. The problem, I think, that they would have is that it is not American. So Oh dude, the, do you remember there was a Star Wars Alpha Flight crossover? There was, yes. Yeah, yeah. It, so Chewbacca and Han Solo in the Millennium Falcon land on present day Earth. Yes. And then Han is defeated by Alpha Flight and thus dies. Yes. And then Chewbacca, Chewbacca becomes the Sasquatch. Yeah. Chewbacca becomes the Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot all about that. And then there's that. a whole thing too where uh, Indiana Jones finds uh Han Solo in the wreck of the Falcon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's some really weird fucking crossovers. Dude, that is... Dude, I'm telling you. So if they did Alpha Flight and Deadpool 3, they could absolutely do the comic crossover with Chewbacca being Sasquatch. That... They could absolutely... They could do it. Because it is going to be Marvel at that time. Yeah, because they would own Star Wars. That would be funny. Oh, my God. I would die if they had that in. Okay, so we're making a prediction right now. That not only will Alpha Flight be in Deadpool three, but Chewbacca will. But be. Chewbacca will actually be Sasquatch, and they're going to do his backstory, and it will be the backstory from the one-off issue with that. Let him. I uh, that would be just too. Cool. I uh, that'd be it. That'd be it for me. 
Like, that's the pinnacle of like, comic book The movies. only movie they could do that in is Deadpool. Yeah. They could not do that in another nope. movie. Nope. Nobody would take it seriously. But in Deadpool, nobody takes Deadpool seriously anyway, so... Please, Marvel, please! That would be excellent. <laughs> that would be so own, amazing. Yeah, they have the rights to Star Wars. It's they can all do theirs. It. It's all theirs. They can do whatever they want. Maybe sure. maybe that's why they did all of this. Just to do that? Just to do that. Wouldn't that be something? They do that, and then they just start selling their IPs. It's like, why? It's like, yeah, we just want to do that. Yeah, it was just... <laughs> <laughs> it, was just a, it was just a segue Star Wars into the Marvel Universe. Yeah, yeah. and then we just didn't give a fuck out That's that. amazing. That's amazing. That's like the last MCU movie we ever Man, seen. Man, I'm really looking forward to Deadpool 3 now. Our imaginary version is pretty freaking sweet. I, honestly, I want to write them. Yeah. I want to write them. Let's let's do, let's do try to get a hashtag trending on Twitter. Let's get like hashtag yeah, Deadpool start 3. Start sending messages to Ryan Reynolds. Uh, yeah. And be like, hey man, by the way. I am. I am absolutely going to do that. Let's do it. Honestly. Okay. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. There is actually, we should probably mention it before we end the episode here, but there is actually a Ronin Geek Twitter handle. Yeah. So, at the Ronin Geek. Yeah. So, make sure to follow us on Twitter. You'll get updates just about the podcast and then the occasional meme and the occasional, I guess, us shouting out Alpha Flight requests at Ryan Reynolds, which is going to be happening here. Alpha Flight slash Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> Alpha Flight you slash need, Chewbacca tie You need to make that. Uh, what else do we have? We have uh, the Facebook page, uh, the Ronan Geek Facebook page, which there's only one, uh, so it's easy to find. So make sure to go on and like that. It has about 3,000 or so likes right now. So if there's other ones that you find, just know that ours is kind of the predominant one in there. And then I post all the podcast links on there as well. Uh, we also have uh, upcoming Ronan Geek Twitch channel, Ronan Geek YouTube channel. Uh, we already have those on lockdown. Yep. Well, there's one I'm forgetting. Oh, RonanGeek.com. RonanGeek.com. Yeah, the actual site. Yeah, so I used to write a lot of content for it. I don't so much anymore, uh, but I will occasionally post things on there. Just well, uh, we say went from written to podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, because the the written takes a lot of time and gets even like lower engagement than podcasts. Yeah, so, yeah. well, I mean, uh, I think it's more interactive with the podcast yeah. in a weird way. I mean, they're not really interactive mediums, but... But what I would really like is to start getting some emails if there's anyone listening who is inclined to send us, you know, even if it's just, oh, you, you said this wrong, it should be this, so you can send in a correction to something we've said. Yeah, you they... could send in recommendations for future episodes. Yeah. You could just get in on the conversation in general. I'll write back. Uh, and then that's uh, roningeek.com at gmail.com is the email address. <laughs> yeah. That's I thought it was awesome. pretty funny. <laughs> so it's roningeek.com gmail.com. Oh, no, no, not all letters. There is actually dot. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's not spelled out D-O-T. It's just roningeekactual.com at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, oh, thought, I thought you'd man. enjoy that. That is ridiculous. Uh, I thought you'd enjoy that. That's amazing. So just plug in the website, man. Yeah. Plug in the website. Let's get some traffic. So I want to Google AdPlay. <laughs> So, yeah, and then that's really all I got. Next week, I think we're going to cover Solo. the rest of the 2018 summer blockbusters. We're going to cover Han Solo as well as a more detailed review. And then I also want to do a bit on uh, blockbusters coming up later this year. I'm talking to Predator, Venom, The Grinch, Fantastic Beast, Robin Hood, Creed 2. Tons of stuff coming up later on this year that deserves a mention. Uh, Robin Hood, too, eh? Yeah. Huh. Live action? Yeah, with Jamie Foxx. Is he going to be a fox? Only if it's the Disney one. Oh, a singing, dancing Jamie Foxx fox. Yeah, I can see him doing it. It's part of the Jamie Foxx verse. The Jamie Foxx verse? Yeah, Jamie Foxx verse. Fox verse? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I think it's essentially we're just going to be talking about a bunch of random stuff, right? All right, and that's all we got for the episode six of Rona Geek Official Podcast. So this is Alex and Rob signing off. I guess so, yeah. Peace out. Yeah.
Later, dude. Thanks for your time. Yeah.